0: The following is a presentation of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church and Pastor Chris Tice. For more audio and video content, please check us out on the web at www.opendoornj.org. The Lord, the Lord knows best. And I think about, as we look through this chapter here and some of these verses here, noticing about how the Lord knows best, I think the first thing we notice is we notice that God's in control of the trials. God's in control of the trials. Look at verse 4. Here in chapter 29 of Jeremiah, verse 4, God is in control of, in the trials. God's in control of the trials. Look at verse 4. We're here in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 4. It says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem and unto Babylon. Now, we notice what it says in that verse. Notice it says the Lord caused it. It wasn't by accident. The Babylonian army didn't just come in there and just take it without God's knowing. God said, I meant this to happen. He said, I caused this to happen. He said, I wanted this to happen. I said, I brought the Babylonian army in for a reason because I wanted to teach the children of Israel a lesson. I had something for them to learn. So I caused for this to be happen." Now, all the force of the king of Babylon could, could not have done it if God was not in it, if God had not ordered it, nor could they have any power if God was not ordaining this. God had caused the Israelite army to be, to be swept away. And no harm was going to happen, no hurt was going to happen because God was in control. I think that's an important lesson for us to realize. If we realize that God is always in control, that God is always over all what you're going through, it'll have you a better understanding and have patience that we need to accept that God has appointed these things to happen. Sometimes in our life, we begin to wonder as we're going through a struggle, as we're going through a problem, as we're going through a difficulty, and we, we hit a fork in the road, and we say, is God? Is God has, what's God doing here? And in this situation, I know many of the Israelites probably wondered and said, what's God doing? And why is God allowing us To be captive. Why is God allowing us to go and be slaves? But God said I have a reason for it. Because I want to teach you something. Now many times in our problems as we go through something, our our first reaction is always, Lord, when is this going to end? How can I get through this difficulty? How can I leave it? As you go through your problems, your problems and your trials many times are not for leaving, they're for learning. And as we go through that, say, Lord, what am I to learn here? What am I supposed to see in this situation? And sometimes God says, I don't want you to leave. I want you to learn. As he was taking the children of Israel, he said, I caused this to happen. He said, I want you to learn some things. I want you to see some things here in your life. I want you to discover that God is in control of your situation. And I want to teach you. So what is God trying to teach you? What is God trying to show you? One man wrote it this way. He said, you know, God's grace is drawing sinners closer and closer to him. How does does God in his grace do this? Not by shielding us from problems and from, from the devil and from the flesh, nor protecting us from burdensome problems, nor by shielding us from troubles, but rather by exposing us to these things. So to overwhelm us, so that we realize we need God. And many times that's why God allows problems to happen to our lives, because we get a little prideful. We think that we can figure it out. We think that we don't need God. And many times God has to bring things into our life to show us you need God. And here the Israelites, many of them thought they didn't need God. They were serving the false gods and the false religions. And he had to allow things to come in their life, to bring them down to the bottom of the barrel, they had to look up. They said that we need God if we're going to get through this. Think about in your life. Do you need God? Do you realize that you need God, whatever it is you're going through? But God was in this. God caused it. So sometimes when things happen to your life, you say, oh, God must not be aware of this. No, God knows it's going on. Sometimes he allowed it. He brought it in your life. So you have to ask yourself, why? Why did God allow this to happen? So we notice that God's in control of the trials. But also, number two, we notice that God's comfort is in the trials. God's comfort is in the trials. Look at verse 5. We're in here in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 5. Notice what he says, build ye houses and dwell in them and plant gardens and eat the fruit of of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminished. We notice there was God's comfort there. That verse can seem very strange compared to our human thinking. Notice what was God telling them? God says, here's what I want you to do. He says, you go through Babylon. He says, what I want you to do is, he said, I want you to get the tools out he said I want you to build you a house there because you're going to be there for a while. He said I want you to marry. I said I want you to raise your children, raise your grandchildren. He said we're going to be here a while. He so that doesn't make sense. As we're going through a problem, as we're going through a struggle, we're going to get out of it quick. No, no, no. God says no. You're going to be here for a little while. And sometimes in our troubles and our trials we, we say to God, uh, Lord, I want to pray about this. And when I get off my knees I want it to be over. And God says no, I, I want you to build a house there. He said I want you to plan a house there. I want you to stay there for a little while. I want you to be in that trouble. I want you to be in that trial. And I want you to learn something. So, what was he trying to teach Israel here? He was trying to get their focus back on them. And I think about They think about in their troubles and their trials. God said this. He said, if you're thinking about getting out of this, if you're thinking about working how you're going to get through this, he says, You're going to be hitting the wall. And all you're going to do is be getting frustrated. And many times as we're going through the problem and we're going through the trial, we're trying to figure out in ourselves. Oh, this stage here is a little shorter there. But when we think about how are we going to get through that? How are we going to get through that problem? We're thinking about how can I come up with a way that this can be over? And when we come up with a way that it can be over and then it's not, then we get disappointed. We think, Lord, how can I figure out I'm going through a problem in my health right now. I'm going through a struggle. I'm going through a financial problem. And I'm going to figure out a way through this. And when that doesn't work, we say, what's God doing? But what happened was God didn't say I was going to, I was going to take that away. God said, I want you to stay there. I want you to learn something. I want you to build a house in your problem. I want you to build a place in your problem. I want you to stay there for a little while because I've got something to show you. And I'm sure many of the Israelites, they thought, well, what are we going to do? They said, if we're going to be building houses and raise families, we're going to be here for a few years. God said, I'm going to teach you something. I want to show you something. And as he began to teach them and comfort them, he said, listen, he said, you, said, you don't have to worry because I'm there. He said, I'm still here. And many times he said they would weep for their homeland. They would weep for that, that Zion that they came from. But he said, listen, this is where I want you to be right now. He said, learn to live there. Now, in all conditions of our lives, it is in our best interest to make the best of that which is than to dream of that which may be. And many times when you talk to some people, they're always living in a dream world. They're always saying to you, you know what, if I just had more money, things would be better. If I just had a better job, things would be better. If I had a better house or I had a better, my health was better, things would be better. And they're always living in that world of things could be better instead of living in the world where they have to live in right now. And they're not enjoying their lives. And God says, No, He says, I put you where you need to be. You're going through the struggles and the trials of life because I have ordained it. I know what's going on. Don't dream about some better world. Live in the world you are right now. Learn to make the best of where you are. We notice that God says, My comfort will be there. Now, if things are not as they have been, instead of fretting about that and worrying about that, He says, Just live every day trusting God. Learn to trust God. There's comfort, though, in those trials, there's comfort in what, what you're facing. You know, think about as we go through our, our trials and, our, and our, our difficulties, you know, it's kind of the idea, maybe maybe you're not a great connoisseur of great art, and maybe, maybe you like art, but you know, from time to time, you know, there's a painting or a picture that really speaks a clear message. Some time ago, there was a picture of an old burned out mountain shack, and all that remained was the chimney, and all that, that charred uh, debris of what had been, that, that, that family's sole possession was gone. And in that picture, there stood an old grandfather sitting there in his, his, his worn-out pajamas, all, all, all charred. And he was sitting there holding, holding his, his grandson's hand. And the, and the little grandson was crying. But beneath that picture were the simple words that just simply said, God ain't dead. God ain't dead. And when you think in your life that it's all gone, I've got everything that I had, everything that I, that I trusted is gone. God's still there. And no matter what it is you're going through in life, God's still there. As a Christian, God's never going to leave you. The children of Israel were going through great things in all their houses and their homes. And everything that they had known, all their comforts were gone. They were living in a strange land. And God said, I want you to be there because I'm there. And wherever God is, there's comfort. God said, I'll learn to comfort you. So realize in your life, maybe God's taking you through some troubles right now. Maybe God's taking you through some trials right now. But realize there's always going to be comfort if God's there. There's comfort in the trials. But also we notice God's counsel in the trials. God's counsel in the trials. Look at verse 7 says, and seek the peace of, of the city, whether I've caused you. And there's again, i caused you. I ordained this. I meant this to happen to you, to be carried away captives and praying to the Lord for it. For in the peace, notice the word peace, thereof shall ye have peace. How could they have peace as slaves? How could they have peace as captives? Because God was there. God said, I'm going to give you some peace in, in this, in these trials. God encourages them to pray for the place in which they're captives. God forbids them to try to disrupt the peace while they're there, even though they were serving a wicked king. And I think about sometimes there are people that we go through and troubles that we have to face. You say, you know, the situation I'm going through right now, some of these people aren't the best. Some of these people that I have to deal with, they're not even Christians. And sometimes it's a struggle. Many of us are going to go to work tomorrow and go to work for people who aren't the nicest people, go to work for people who don't love God. They don't, have, they don't want you to know they don't love God. And you go there and sometimes you say, why is God allowing me to be in this situation? Pray for him. Pray for him. God said, I put you in that situation. I put you there to be a testimony. I put you there to be a witness for me. I want you to be there to be an example. But we notice that notice he said, I want you to pray. Even though these weren't the best people, Babylon was a persecuting power, but they needed prayer. You know, many times you'll talk talking to people about our situation, our country. They say, Oh, you know, I, I just don't like the way it's going. I don't like the direction that's headed. And I don't, I don't care if, I care for many of the decisions that are made either. But God says, pray for them. God says, pray for those people. He says, you may not agree with everything that's going on, but he says, they need prayer. He says, they need, they need God's power. And think about, are you praying for your situation? Are you trying to figure out how you're going to knock down the walls and get out yourself? God says, you stop trying to knock down the walls. Stop trying to figure out how you're going to get out of your situation and let God lead you through it. He says, learn to let me lead you. You know, God can use many times repressive situations even for his glory if we allow him to. You know, every passenger should be concerned with the safety of the ship. Because you may not like the ship that you're on right now. You may not like the direction that your life is headed. But he said, don't destroy your life. He says, God's going to call on the ship. God knows where you're going. He says, you learn to follow that. Let God give you that counsel. Now, I think about many years ago, there was a man. He had, he had served, served many, many different tours in Vietnam. He told the story about now that he travels around the country and he gives uh, motivational speeches and all. But he told the story that when he was in Vietnam, one day he was there and they were, they were fighting the enemy. And all of a sudden, someone threw a grenade. It was a phosphorus grenade. And when that grenade went off, it went, it went right into his face. And it said it tore off most of all of his face. he was rushed to the hospital. And when he was rushed to the hospital, it said they were operating for days on him. But he said whenever they would operate on him, they would, they would just kind of cut away a little bit to operate. He says that phosphorus would hit the air and it would ignite. And all the doctors and nurses ran out of the, ran out of the room. They didn't know what was going to happen. And he said the man, he said they was banded up and so they did the best that they could. But it was very grotesque looking. He said, he remember sitting there and thinking that his life was over. He said, everything was gone. He said, he remember he sitting there, he said, when, as soon as it happened, he said, he watched part of his face float down the river. He says he was sitting there, he said, he was next to another man who had lost his arms and, and lost both of his legs. And his wife had come to visit. He could hear the wife talking to her, her husband. And she looked at that man that was sitting there without any arms and legs. She, she said, you know what? She said, I, I, just, I just can't bear to see you this way. So she took off her wedding ring and she placed it on the table and said, said I'm never coming back. And he said when he, when he heard that, he said there was just a, such a sense of despair in his life because he knew in a couple of days his own wife was going to come. And he said, you know what, if, if this man's wife gave up on him, she's going to give up on me. He said, my life is over. He said, no one's going to love me this way. But he said when his wife came in a couple of days and she walked in the room and she saw him, she said, she said simply to him, she said, you know what, she said, I'm here to the end. She said, whatever it is, whatever we go through, she said, I will never leave you. And he realized at that time, he said, it gave him an encouragement. He said eventually he got over that and he went around traveling the country and he was able to give great speeches and great talks of, of how, to, how to get out there, he said, and, and be, 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 uh, you know, get through your difficulties. But he said he knew that there was a comfort there. Now think about in your life, whatever it is you're going through, whatever is you're facing, you're never alone. You're never alone. There's always, the Lord's always there. There's always a comfort there. There's always a counsel there. But we noticed there was a comfort there. There was a counsel in the trials. But also, number four, we noticed there was a challenge in the trials. Look at verse 8. Chapter 29 of Jeremiah, verse 8. He says in verse 8, he says this. The word of God says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Now what's he saying? He said, we know it's God challenges them not to give in to the smooth talkers who so their captivity will only be short. Many times we have to be careful not to give in to our own dreams. Often our dreams about life are not what God intends for our life to be. Many times our dreams are just that. They're our dreams. Nothing wrong with having plans. Nothing wrong with having goals. That's important. But sometimes we'll sit down in life and we'll think about where we're going to be five years from now. Where we're going to be in 10 years from now. We've got it all planned out. And when it doesn't happen like that, we, all, we look at God and say, God, you let me down. You disappointed me. God said, I never told you it was going to happen that way. I never promised you that way. So what was going on was the, the, the diviners and the prophets were coming into Israel, and they were saying, listen, he said, all your dreams and all your good things. He said, we're not going to be led captive. He said, you're going to stay right here, and God's going to take care of this. And that sounded good. That sounded smooth. That sounded the easy way. And Jeremiah came along and said, no, we're not going the easy way. He said, we're not going the smooth way. And I have realized that in life, many times God's will and God's direction is not often the smooth way. It's not often the easy way. Many times it's the hard way. But God says, that's my way. So be careful in your life. Realize, he says, don't follow your dreams. Follow God's dreams. You'll never be disappointed following God's dreams. God's word is the truth. We've got to learn to use it to discern the many voices that we're hearing. Many times when you're going through a trouble, you're going through a trial, many people want to give you advice. And they'll call you up and they'll tell you, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You've got to do this. you got to do this. And so many times you hear so many different voices, you don't know what direction you're going to go. And sometimes you've got to put all those voices aside and say, God, I need to listen to your voice. And then you know what? Sometimes your voice isn't going to be the easy path. What was the voice that he was telling the children of Israel here to do? He said, what you're going to do is, he says, you're going to allow the Babylon, the Babylonian to come in. You're going to allow them to come in. You're going to allow them to take you and your wives and your children. You're going to allow them to take you from your home and make you slaves. That's what you're going to need to do. That was an easy path to choose, but that was God's will for him. And many times when God comes to you and says, here's my will, here's my plan, here's, here's my direction, Sometimes we look at that and say, that's not going to be easy, God. That's not what I want. God says, but it's what I want for you. Are you willing to follow that? Are you willing to follow God's dreams? Or you want to follow your dreams? But we notice there's a challenge in the trial, a challenge to do it God's way. As someone wants a little quote. They said, you know, the idea about trials and difficulties. They say that clay pot sitting in the sun will always be a clay pot. It has to go through that white heat of the furnace to become the porcelain. And Sometimes in our life, we're not all that we need to be. We think we are. We think that we are all got it made up, and we're all that, what God needs. And God says, you're, you're far from it. So what I need to do is take you through the fire a little bit. I've got to take you through the fire. I've said, I got to take you through the hardships to get you harder, to get you strong. And we don't like going through the fire. We don't like going through the difficulties. But it's going to make you a better person when you get through it. And realize in your life, are you willing to go through that, though? Are you willing to follow the trials? Are you willing to follow the leading of God? And he said, many of the Israelites, they didn't want to go that way. They didn't want to follow that way. But he said, it's the direction I have for you. But also we notice there's a the calm in the trials. There's a calm in the trials. Look at verse 10. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years, here there were going to be 70 years they were going to be there, be the accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you, perform my good word toward you, and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. There would be an end. 70 years, though. Think about if God came to you right now and said, you know, I'm going to have you go through a trial, I'm going to have you go through a difficulty, and it's going to be 70 years. That's, that's our life. That's our life. Some of these people weren't going to make it. Some of these people were never going to see the end. They were going to die there, but they knew that it was best for them. But many of the younger people, they said, you know, if we've got to go there 70 years and go through what God wants us to go through, to have an end, he says, we'll go through it. Now think about in your life, though, are you willing to go through that? Are you willing to go through whatever, however long it may be, God said, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to go through that trial. I'm not, I'm not looking to break the wall down. I'm not looking to leave, Lord. You, you guide me. You direct me. You show me, and I'm willing to go through that. There's a calm there. God was reassuring them that he knew what he was doing. It's going to take some time, he said, but it would happen. God would keep his promise, and good would come out of it. God was helping them through them, not hurting them. You know, God's ways are not our ways, but his ways are always for our good. The trial would have an end. And think about whatever it is that you're going through, it will have an end. It, it, it will have an end. Sometimes you can't see that. I know in my own personal life, going through difficulties and going through trials, and people say, well, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I "I can't even see the tunnel. I can't even see if there's a light there. I don't know sometimes. But God does. And I think about as I'm trusting God, I say it's not. It's very easy. I think about in our lives, you know, many times as Christians, we sing the songs, you know, trust and obey, and we read the word of God, and we say, trust God. A lot of times we don't know what that means. We, We have no idea what that means. Until you have to get out there and you have to do it. Until you have to get out there and you say, you know, I, I don't know how I'm, I'm going to pay pay my next bill. I don't know how I'm going to put gas in my gas tank. So I, I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to put food on my table. But you pray and God supplies. That's when you realize how real it is. That's when you realize really how strong your faith really is. When God puts you through the test. And sometimes God has to do that because he wants to be more real in your life. And you may ask, you may question why God does that and why God's leading you in this way and that way. But God said, I have you there. Whatever it is, there is for a reason. But do you believe that God knows best? But think about in your life this morning, as God's leading you, as God's directing you in your life, realize that he, he knows best. He knows what you're going through. He's never going to leave you alone. But do you, do you believe that? Do you believe that God, God's will is always best, that God always knows what he's doing? You know, there's control in the trial. There's comfort in the trial. There's counsel in the trial. There's a challenge in the trials, but there's that comfort in the trials. Now, think about you allowing God to comfort you. You allowing God to guide your life. And maybe today, this morning, you feel like those Israelites. You feel, it seems the Lord allows you to go through one trial after another. It's like the one man that woke up one day, and when he woke up, he, he discovered he had a, a king-sized waterbed. Notice that when he woke up, there was a big puddle on, on the bed. So he decided, he said, oh, my, he said, I got a leak. So he went out there, and he said, you know what? He said, I'm going to patch the leak up. And he says, I'm going to go out there. And he says, I got to, I got to find out where the leak's coming from. He said, so he went out there, and he filled, filled it up with the hose. And he decided, well, I'll fill it up with the hose, and I'll see where the leak is. So when he was filling up on the hose, it he was, he was sitting on the edge of a, of a hill. And all of a sudden, he rolled that big waterbed. You know, it's heavy with that water. And all of a sudden, the waterbed rolled down the hill and rolled right into the bushes and popped 100 holes in that waterbed. He said, he said, well, I'm done with water beds, he said. So he went out there and he bought him a new bed, a standard bed, and he put it down. He had a good night's sleep. But when he woke up, he realized there was a puddle on the bed again. He realized there was a leak coming from the, coming from the upstairs. And he realized, he said, you know what, it's one, one problem after another. Just when you think you got one problem figured out, another one happens. And sometimes in our life, some of you know what that is. You're going through one thing after another. And sometimes you've got to step back and you say, I don't know what God's doing here. I don't know why God's allowing this to happen, but he is. He is. He is allowing it to happen. And maybe today you feel like the Israelites, and it seem, you seem that way. You say, I'm going through the testing. I'm going through the trials. I can talk about that. But I think, you know, many times our first response is many times to ask why. There's nothing wrong with that. But many times we ask, we ask why. And then we want to figure out, though, how can I leave this? How quickly can I get out of this problem? But what do you tell the Israelites? He said, no. He says, we're going to go here. He says, bring, bring, the, bring the tools. He says, we're going to build a house here. He says, you're going to raise a family here. In the problem? Yeah, in the problem. He says, you're going to raise grandchildren in the the problem. You're going to be in the problem for a long time. But I'm going to be there with you in the problem. In your life right now, maybe God's leading you through the problem, through the trial. And you look at God and say, God, when is this going to end? When is this going to be over, God? Take this from me. And God says, that's not my will. He said, I want you to build a house in the problem. Uh, You're going to stay in the problem for a little while. You're going to stay in the testing area for a little while. Because I want to show you something. Are you willing then to say God knows best? Are you willing to believe that God knows best? Now think about when your life right now, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. But Maybe God has you going through the trial. God has you going through the problem. God always knows what's best. Do you believe that this morning? For If you do, it changes your whole outlook on life. It changes the whole way you look at life. He says, I'm going through the problems. I'm going through the difficulties. You know, many times we go and we have a praise service. and thank the Lord for that. But if we were to get up and have a, a problem service, everyone get up here and tell about your troubles and your problems. We might, we might be here all night, you know. Everyone's got something, some more than others. But as you're going through that difficulty, you could say, Lord, take this from me. And I think that's our first response, and sometimes God's will. You know, David, when he pleaded for deliverance, there were sometimes God came right in and delivered him. But other times he said, no, no, you're going to stay here a while. The children of Israel, he said, listen, you brought some of this on yourself. He says, so you're going to go through the trial, you're going to go through the problem. It's not happening by accident. I'm bringing the problem your way. I'm bringing the Babylonians your way. I want them to take you. And you're going to be there for a little while. Are so you still look up, God and say, God, you know best. Can you really say that? Can you really mean that? Even in the problem. So think about what you're going through right now. What's God trying to show you? What's God trying to teach you through your problem? Are you getting up and saying every day we get up and say, Lord, take this from me. Lord, remove this from me. Lord, let me just leave this and be gone. And God says, no, that's not my will for you. My will is for you to stay there for a little while. My will is for you to be there. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. But I'm going to be there with you through it. I'll be there with you in the trouble. I'll be there with you in the trial. I'll be there to give you the calm. And Think about this morning. Do you truly believe the Lord knows best in your life this morning? Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're facing, can you honestly say it? I really mean it from the heart. Lord, you know best. and Whatever that may mean, I'm going to follow that. I'm going to go through that way. The Lord, the Lord knows best. If God has used this ministry in any way to be a blessing to you, please take a moment to send us an email to info at opendoornj.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at opendoornj.org. Thanks for tuning in.